Hi, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. But it's funny how <laughs> yeah, friends of the podcast, WGNR Furniture, coming through again for Tell me more. Well, Dave, as a matter of fact, everybody knows that I purchased my uh, couch there, and then so I went back. I was everybody, missing a part. Just because well, everybody of me. who listens, keep hey, keep that in mind, ladies. Got a brand new couch, no big deal. <laughs> no, but, uh, so I needed a bracket for it to hold the two together. Uh, long story short, it was probably going to be like two weeks if they remembered to give me this. So I called uh, the place and I said, "Look." Can you just give me the one off the showroom? You, you never sell the one off the showroom. Just You don't need it. Just give me the part off there and, you know, whatever. They're like, okay, yeah, come down and get it. And I'm like, wow, that customer <laughs> service really came a long way. You know, in today's time where everything has to be by the book and by the numbers, so you know. He went, he went and bought a mattress. So to reward them. To reward to them. To reward their fine customer service and friends of the podcast, I bought a brand new mattress. $1,599 marked down to five seventy. Hopefully it wasn't bullshit pricing, but I call it a win. He just wanted one hundred percent. Just wanted to buy some shit out of principle. That's like the old man move. You know what? Thank you for that bracket. What? Uh, what? Tell you what? That's exactly what, what, what it sh- was. Why don't you show me what else you got here? I'm, I'm in the mood for shopping. I did really say, like, I like I did say why don't you show me what you have for uh, some higher end mattresses in the discount section? That is actually what I said. So you weren't far off. God, I knew it. So and lady, we're not far off from you oh, coming to you live, live from the 13th floor of Nakatomi Plaza broadcasting from the Wayland Corporation Studios. We are nestled in the heart of the Fox Valley overlooking the crystal clear waters of Lake Winnebago. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bad Medicine Podcast. Number two. Smash the oh, like. Oh, that's right. Ding, uh, bang the bell, <laughs> smash the link, l- like, comment, subscribe, <laughs> all that good stuff. You, you know what to do. You know, you think you guys being spend on all a, day on YouTube. None of y'all working. Being on a podcast <laughs> where the majority of our promotions and everything we do to get our podcast out there is social media and Have web-based. <laughs> um, Quinn saying to... Smash the subscribe link bell. Ding the bell. Bang the bell. I got that one down. Sort of those algorithms. I'm surprised. Yeah, read the algorithm. You think you'd even have the internet at all? You think you? Well, I did have I did have an interesting talk with uh, Andrew about this earlier, and you know we'll stay. Obviously, we stay out of all the nonsense here at the Bad Medicine Podcast. But you know, whenever there's outrage about something, I just wondered what if you didn't have a social media presence and you. You know, like, are you talking just the average Joe? Just like the yeah, average, average Joe. Joe. Life average of, Joe. Probably. If you didn't have any social media and somebody caught you, you know, spouting off about somebody's parking or whatever, let's say in Walmart, and they tried to shame you, if you didn't have any social media presence, would it work? I mean, no, hmm. I mean, uh, well, if, if people, you know, know where you're from, I mean, if they and, can do like they, a, they know a you, search, I think yeah. people are, it's becoming, um, there's an Instagram page, Karen's Gone Wild. And so, um, like I said, I had, we had this discussion. We've had it on the podcast. I had ago. it about uh, you know five six months ago, and I will stand by um, with you know staunch. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking stubbornness. for is stubbornness, um, steadfast, steadfastness. That middle, and I, I've said this before: middle-aged white women between the ages of about thirty-two and I would say late sixties are the rudest, nastiest people as a whole on the face of the earth. The entitlement, 
the nastiness, just how mean they are about stuff. They're just angry at life. You know, most of them, you know, their husbands don't want to bang them anymore. You know, they're disappointed in their kids, you know. Or they're jealous of them. Um, Or they're jealous of their kids. And these women are angry, but there is, man, people are busting out the cameras on these white women. You know, I have to be careful. You know, my stepmom's name was Karen, so it's it's just weird for me to say Karen. (laughs) But, you know, that's what they're, that's what they're calling all of them. But yeah, some of these, some of these white women, there was one um, that was just in California, who uh, a girl was just doing work on the stairs, an Asian girl, and she just went out into fucking left field. And there's been a couple more. There was one f- at church of just a chubby, like Karen in some weird fucking church outfit. Apparently, didn't like something a girl was wearing and started fat shaming her in church. And it's like it, you said, these girls are getting fired. It's yeah, really, it's I mean, ruining there's like their CEOs get, It's people um, you would think would be smarter than that because they've obviously yeah, achieved. But it's just, some it's level just of the, the the internet is. You know, Gary Vee said an interesting thing. He said, you know, the, a lot of the issues that we're seeing today, that the issues themselves aren't any worse than they ever have been. Um, it's just technology yeah, allows us to, see, to it. see it now, yep. you know, like before, like, man, you should, this lady went off on me at the stairs and now, now you see it. But, um, that's true. no, I think, you know, I think everybody just in general, um, you know, if, if you could, I, I think social media personally, there's so much, so many good stories and so many heartwarming stories and stuff like that, but you just got to weed through all the bullshit yeah. to find it. So, you <laughs> know, like when, one when people, for every 10, yeah, it's <laughs> my happy animal story. I've been here's, looking for it all day. That's here, why they end the news with it. Here, here's something <laughs> I do want to say about f- Facebook, especially, I'm not even going to say Instagram. Here's something I do want to say about Facebook and listen closely. And this is usually for the ladies because I don't ever see guys do this. I just see women do it. Okay. Listen close. You can log off Facebook or just not open your app without deleting your entire Facebook. And the number of times I've seen people be like, I'm, I'm just, I'm deleting this Facebook account. It's been too much. I don't know how long I'll be gone. I might be back in a couple months. And I'm always just like, you know what? That is the biggest, like, self that is the, yeah, like, that is the biggest, like, cry for attention. Look, because she's thirsty. If you don't want to go on Facebook, just don't open up the app. You don't need to make this big, long post about how you're logging off and you're not going to be back and it's just too much. Just don't open the app. And people are like, well, I, I'm, I'm just like, I, I don't have self-control. Like, so if you deactivate your account, it takes two seconds to reactivate your account. It's not a matter of self-control. So for the people being like, I just need to get away from Facebook. Um, look, I understand these are crazy times and there's a lot of shit going on. But publicly stating that you're going to delete your Facebook account, just just don't go on it. Yeah, you, you're not just, that just don't big go of on a deal. It. Hey, yeah, I was going through a rough you. patch there, all right? Settle down. Okay. I had, I've, I've <laughs> been through some rough yeah. patches. Thank you, Quinn. Yeah, uh, yeah, speaking of... You know who hasn't been going through, not a going through a rough patch? Well, wow. I, guess, I guess they are. Ooh, they, are. they are. They are. They are. But they're still doing okay, <laughs> and they haven't <laughs> bailed. WWE, guys, I saw that um, WWE killed it. Uh, I can't say specifically for what WWE's ratings were prior to all this stuff, but um, WWE... Friday Night SmackDown apparently killed everything else that was on TV in the ratings. Yeah, they they do a pretty good job on keeping a steady two point whatever million mm-hmm. a week. And I'm I'm not a big big rating guy because the streams yes. and all that now. I used to always give you shit about that. You'd be <laughs> like, you don't understand, Quinn. There's streams and there's this and that. I'm like, they're not watching. It doesn't translate to there's dollars. algorithms. God well, damn it. No, because like YouTube yeah. and all yeah. that. Uh, you, 
like us. The ratings aren't what they mean now. Well, they, in the 90s, the ratings were king. Meant everything. Right. Now, with streams literally everywhere, it's like, how can Nielsen really be like fully accurate? Or how does it really... You know, you see a bunch of shows get canceled. Granted, now some of them deserve it because they got like, 50,000 viewers watching. Yeah, cancel it. Yeah. But if you're getting 50,000 on a Friday night on here, but your YouTube had... One million views. I mean, yeah, but I think you know programming in uh, for, for t- if that like. yeah, but uh, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Like if but if you have a program that's like let's just take NBC Prime or Fox or WWE. Let's say it's Fox Prime Time, but it's just a TV show. You don't have other any other content. You know WWE is different because there's always video clips. There's other content. Mm-hmm. They have the network. They have mm-hmm. their own creative shows. So WWE's viewership and their subscriber numbers, obviously being on Fox, that was a huge deal for them, and they need those numbers to be up. But I think WWE is kind of in a different league than say from just a sitcom that's on 8 p.m friday night and that's yeah, pretty much right. it you know because i don't think um i don't think they're not breaking down their sitcom into certain clips and things like that i mean some shows do like a lot of your talent shows like america's got talent will mm-hmm. do the tv show but then they also get millions yeah, and millions having... and millions of YouTube views, mm-hmm. which they're making a lot yeah, of. Yeah, because you're like, a just lot get of, to the good part. Yeah. They're making a lot of money there. They you can show, have one amazing performance. Yeah, you know, like you'll, you'll get 10, 20, 50 million views on, on somebody's performance, but for certain TV shows. So I think you're right in some regards that, you know, you can't just judge it for a show that's, you know, let's take a, like a Seinfeld, for example, if it was on now. Look, it's just a comedy show, although Seinfeld could have cut their show into bits too and put them on YouTube. Oh, oh God, I forgot. He yeah, you forgot. Seinfeld. I remember. Ooh, the baseline. Well, to, kind of <laughs> to come back to that, like uh, to your example right there is NXT and AEW. Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. like they, uh, some of the news outlets always sit, talk about, oh, viewership dropped, but it dropped from like 800 to 700 yeah. uh, on viewership. It's like, it really doesn't matter yeah, if it like, drops because it's going to come back up eventually the next week or the mm-hmm. week after, or there was something on during that night where it dropped. So that to me, again, ratings matter, but they really don't matter. They should right now, especially since none of them really have to compete with live sports. Like, right now, because, like, true. look at Raw when it would go through the funk just during, you know, fall because of the NFL <laughs> Monday, Night Monday Night Football. football yeah. used to shut it down. Well, <laughs> or, yeah, even when <laughs> Westminster or the U.S. Open for tennis, then usually Raw was on later or something yeah. like that, too. But, yeah, so that, I think, affects it as well. Since there's no live sports, their ratings should be better. But when you have, like, your avenues of Hulu and Netflix and everything to watch. I wonder if they're getting any new fans just from the simple fact that there's nothing else to watch. I mean, it's not – it's obviously not traditional sports, and we know it's scripted, but it is still – Athletic entertainment, I right. will say. Even if you don't like the storylines, if mm-hmm. you don't like the promos, the matches themselves are still athletic entertainment. And some, a lot of matches nowadays are very gymnastic esque. Yeah, I mean that match you know, that Daniel yeah. Bryan and AJ Styles had on on this Friday night SmackDown was incredible. It's like a piece of art. Mm-hmm. And I think even as somebody who's an, uh, not a all, not a big oh, fan would good. would be into it. You Remember know? when you were talking about Roners before? I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, well that's not random. It's, it's <laughs> funny. It's not ra- oh, I thought it was for raging. I know we didn't talk about this in pre-production, but I want to bring it up since we're talking about ratings. Now that Paul Heyman has been removed uh-huh. from creative on Raw, I'm a little bothered by that because it seems like the guys that we've always been kind of pushing for mm-hmm. 
finally we're getting, we're getting those pushes. Remember and, Eric uh, Bischoff, how happy we were? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It lasted yeah. like a week. Well, <laughs> well, remember when we had our draft, our first two picks were Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, correct? Well, that's what I'm a little worried about. I'm worried now because finally we're seeing Bobby as this big the, monster. The like, monster that he is. Hey, we brought you back. Now our back of the line. Yeah, we're going to put you in the mid-card. Because you know? it's like well, you guys I, got him there, and now because decline in viewership. So who's, uh, so who's, who's uh, behind creative now? Bruce Pritchard. I, believe, for yeah, Bruce I mean, if, over. yeah, if if we're to believe what we're told, it's Bruce Pritchard is kind of running both shows I now. Well, I mean, obviously, I know he's like Paul the, he's like is, he's yeah. like fourth in command after you know Vince, Stephanie, and Triple H, and then it's probably him. yeah. I, but, I mean, that just seems like a lot of friggin' work for one guy. You know? It is. But, right. but, but, you know, maybe it's not though, because right now, as things are, there's. There's really, I mean, let's break it down. How many storylines can you think of that are going on right now? You've got Seamus and Jeff Hardy. You got Stupid. the Otis and Mandy thing. Just kind <laughs> Amazing. of Amazing. It's, it's, kind of, it's entertaining, but it's kind of floating in limbo with where it is. And then you've got Drew and Bobby. And then uh, the, oh, until uh, recently, Street Profits the and uh, the Viking and, Raiders. Know, God, is that I never forget about Seth and yeah. Slightly Rave. And then yep. Seth and his two new guys. Well, and, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they oh, had Monday Theory and Buddy Murphy. But. Yeah. And then you had um, over on NXT, you had the Cruiser weights and you know gargano and keith lee and champa and carrying cross so i mean there's not a whole lot there to juggle i guess you know for having three when shows was, when was the last time just a and i'm this is coming from a casual fan again when was shirt. the last time casual <laughs> fan when was the last time just a, a big like 80s era jacked up new young talent tossed into the wwe I mean, Drew McIntyre outside fits of, that bill, yeah, but he was Drew, there a long yeah, time he was ago. There a while ago outside of Brock, I mean, guys who I have mean, made they brought it. Bobby Lashley obviously fits that bill, you know, but he he left and came back again. Yeah. I mean, they've brought um, in a bunch of big guys, but they've just haven't worked. You had, you had uh, Mason Ryan, you had the guy that looks like him. That looks like Batista. You oh had, yeah, uh, Lars. You had Chris uh, Masters. You know, so they had these big guys. Masters is that's at least like ten years <laughs> old. Well, that's oh, I'm talking like I'm talking like in the last five years, and now and one of they've all been smaller guys. Yeah, one of the things that I've had to, um, as a casual fan who watches wrestling with some very, like, uh, very knowledgeable, very intense wrestling fans like uh, Dauber, the Rolo twins. They're not twins, they're cousins, but uh, Alan, you know, um, I've had to, you know, kind of... just pull back on my like I need a meathead yeah, like your, your expectations yeah. yeah and and somebody like the first guy that I really really liked who didn't fit that for me was Finn Balor even though he was you know he's smaller and ripped but he was just really athletic and I liked his attitude a lot yeah and to me he was a lot of fun to watch wrestle AJ Styles took me a little while to grow on but he's you know AJ Styles is even though he's not like your you know, he doesn't look like Brock. He's still a, let's not lie, he's still a pretty in shape, mm, muscular guy. Yeah. So he fits that bill. He's but not I'm, like a Sami Zayn or something. I'm talking there. about somebody who's, you know, you know, like Roman Reigns, 6'3, 6'4, a good yep. 250, a 260, a solid build. Somebody like John Cena, The Rock, and even Randy Orton, even though he's a little bit more slender, still got a really solid build, but is very massive thighs. Just very, he doesn't, he doesn't, he does have great legs. <laughs> Just a very alpha, <laughs> just a very alpha right. type male well, and, in the ring, and, yeah. I, and then, like I said, Drew McIntyre to me, uh, I don't like his his longer hair, but Drew, I really like Drew McIntyre on the fact that they keep a chest rug on him. I think is an intimidation <laughs> factor that I wasn't ready for. Yep, um, <laughs> like Henry Cavill, but right, Cable. 
Well, no, well, you uh, know, the, Braun Strowman quick, would kind of fit that. Yeah, yeah but he's a little Braun. different because yeah. he's like one of the monsters. Yeah. To me, he's he, granted he's not a big show or an Andre, but he's you know. Was well, anybody ready those, for Henry Cavill's chest rug, rug and <laughs> Superman? <laughs> there's that rug. Look at that. Well, Look see when that. they get the when they get a lot of those big guys, you know what do they do? They they throw them in tag teams. They throw them in yeah. stables. Well, so they never have to really them. have a chance to shine on their own. Um, you know, so maybe you know who knows how many of those guys that were in you know tag teams and thrown together could have maybe done that if given the opportunity. But did you think Superman was going to have a chest rug? No, Superman is always well, going to be uh, Christopher Reeves to me. Well, he, he needed a kryptonite, kryptonite bick to that be was able to get rid of it. That was the Witcher pretending to be Superman. Well, the good news is, is Henry's coming back. Can yeah. we take a can we take a poll? Can we take do a this poll. like a sideways poll? Okay. Yeah. And um, so we're talking about wrestling here, and we bring up chest rugs, which Andrew has brought up Drew McIntyre's chest rug. Quinn uh, started this sideways with going Henry Cavill. I want to ask a question. To all the fans out there in Facebook land, everybody following us on the Instagram, how many people, when you watched the uh, first Superman with Henry Cavill, thought he was going to have a chest rug? If you had told me, don't laugh, man, this is serious. It was him. If you had told me, <laughs> first off, I wasn't happy it wasn't when, they, me, it was when, when they announced Henry Cavill at first and they showed him with like his longer brown hair and all skinny, but of course they did the Marvel diet and he turned out to be incredible for it. Honestly, who was ready for Superman to have a chest rug? And when they did show him with a chest rug, I mean, he's just somebody you, you what you can't pull up a picture of him with his chest rug. Oh, Jesus. Justice League. No, Oops. no, the first Superman, just Superman. Oh, man just look up, just Google Superman shirtless, man. There, happy. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and Tom Cruise still kicked his ass. Yeah, bullshit. All right, because he ran circles around him. Superman. <laughs> Did you think Superman was going to have a chest rug? Did you appreciate Superman's chest rug, or do you think Man of Steel should have had a clean shaven? What say you? I want to point out the disrespect that DC just gets, because it's DC, and you always... Well, it's not just you, it's everybody. The Marvel Diet. The Marvel Diet. The Marvel Diet is because they do it just... It's so in your face with everybody who does a Marvel movie. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. What's that? what I'm talking about. Simon Pegg? Open up that picture right there, Andrew. That one right there. There we go. Yeah, nobody was ready for that at all. Almost looks like a hair bra. He shaved it. Did he shave his yeah, stomach, but not his chest? Yeah, that's kind of weird. This isn't from Superman, because if we go back to Superman, he had, yeah. he had, uh, he had a full respectable... You know, the, yeah, the was, thing with Drew, while Andrew's God, looking... God, perverts. <laughs> the, the thing with Drew McIntyre that... that I, I wonder how many people notice, and, and I guess I noticed it, but uh, how often they make him kick out uh, on one out of people's... Well, that's good. Oh, it's to show like he's, they do. yeah, they, they try they, putting a pin on it's him. It's always spine buster, one, two, kick out, you know, power slam, one, two, it's kick a, out. He's, established he's kicking out on one, and you never really saw that, at least in my recent memory, until they started doing it with him. But uh, I do I do like Drew McIntyre. I think yeah. he fits the bill. I, I wasn't watching wrestling at all when he was initially announced, you know, Dauber and Dobber and, and Matt Rollo and oh, those guys, they had, they had, they had yeah. to tell me like, no, Vince said like, literally he's the future of bodybuilding, like literally brought him out and said, or not future of bodybuilding. This is the future. Yeah, He's the chosen wrestling. one. He was the chosen one chosen for wrestling. One. And then he just kind of great entrance music though. Well, you still want yeah, me to bring, yeah, bring it up because right. we'll, we'll end it on the whole Marvel thing quick of, uh, what are we, Dave's point of, they throw it in your face. 
Who did, uh, what are you just going to Google Marvel Diet? No, um, <laughs> see, what comes <laughs> see what comes up. With. I always butcher his name, but he'd be like, he's <laughs> part of the new Marvel. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kumal Najari. When I saw, his, when I saw his pictures, okay. Having, having a power vein in your bicep, when we say power vein, we're referencing the one that runs the long way, Looks right? Like this stereo one. cable. <laughs> so that's the power vein. Generally speaking, you have to be relatively lean to have that. Now, when you have veins going down the inside of your biceps, as in such, where's the, where's that's the another like level of leanness. However, when you have veins going sideways across the back of your tricep, you're you're shredded. I mean, you're really shredded. And if we see other pictures of this guy, um, he uh, the sh- the shape he got in it was insane. Was for, phenomenal. For and he's not he's part of the new uh, Marvel. He's, he's not flexing here. But if I'm looking at him, I'm saying he's probably in the ballpark of six to seven percent body fat. If I had to guess, which is much really? lower than people. I was thinking five. No, people like people have a come on, really, Dave. I'm at five. People have a really horribly distorted yeah, perception 10. of what body fat percentage is. But he's make no mistake about it. He is shredded here, and um, that can we get a before and after, Andrew? <laughs> what are you doing? Going on Tinder or something over here? No. No, I mean, just, yeah, that is not a, uh, I'm going to tell you guys right now, he obviously, I will tell you this, he worked very hard. Very hard. uh, Likely worked with a personal trainer. Um, Because of the level of body fat he has, I will say that, look at this up here, Andrew. (laughs) No, 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 they had one. I was going to go that one. No, 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 pull up the other one. They had it, close this out. This one. (laughs) Right here. I mean, this is not uh, this is not a guy who just had a personal trainer for six weeks. Yeah, had some chicken breast, did no. some cardio. No, He's I will been say. documented on. Uh, he went on uh, Kimmel and even in other, in other interviews. Oh yeah, he worked his ass off. He said he's went, was more than a year to get like this. Oh yeah, but he wasn't natural. Well, I don't know about the not. It's not like he's going to come so, on and say he's a Marvel Survey at home, natty or not? No, <laughs> natty. We're not to know because the people at home, seventy-five percent of them still think everybody in the NFL is natural. So it's just people. People put their head in the sand and just no, not my guy. You know, <laughs> not, not my, my team. Not my team. You know, like oh, Tom Brady's a cheater. Well, what about uh, the quarterback who broke his leg and was recovered in four weeks? Not my guy. Not my guy. <laughs> no, no, no. But anyhow, yeah. uh, but, no. But yeah, so, I mean, I think. Uh, sorry, if I'm going to steer us kind of back to WWE. Back to WWE. You know, they're doing a tremendous job for what they have. They're able to have the the fans back of the NXT uh, quote unquote mm-hmm. universe. Although uh, uh, some of the chants and some of the the boos and the cheers seem a bit forced. forced. I think mm-hmm. it's almost like I, I'm picturing like Vince holding a gun to their back, like you better louder, sons of bitches! Yay, boo, do it! Before <laughs> every move, they're like this to listen to yeah. the earpiece. Oh, this is awesome! Oh, this okay. is a good one. <laughs> this is awesome! <laughs> I bet that oh, I, clap I would be willing to bet that there's at least um, a few people in the audience, obviously that are all part of the WWE's talent roster, whatever, that have earpieces in that are told to lead certain chants and then they're like okay we want you to start this and the other people are told like okay when this guy starts everybody follow there's definitely well, team leaders your, there that are taking art, direction your art piece of uh daniel bryan aj styles there were people cheering for styles even though he was the heel yeah, heel the match guy. yep so yeah there was but you would have that in a in a full arena exactly anyway, so i i i tell you what for, i i was very leery about whether it was going to be cheesy or not having 
you know, the crowd be part of the talent, but just having people cheering a little yeah, bit, just a noise. little bit of noise breaks up that awkward yep. silence. That was weird watching those matches for me, just having those awkward yeah, silence. Those, those like, first couple. To be perfectly honest with you, they could have came right out and said, the background noise you hear is filler. We don't have fans here because we're trying to, you know, abs- you know yeah. whatever social distancing. I probably would have been okay with that just yeah. because... Those matches were, were so quiet. That could, to your point there, that would possibly backfire in the long term because there's a everyone loves a conspiracy. So <laughs> when people are able to come back, they'd be like questioning, oh, you know, how much is this is piping? How much now? is real? Yeah. How much yeah. is real? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I like I said, I will say to, to read that the WWE was still on top. Um, given everything that was going on. And because if you look at sitcoms and everything else, they don't have to change anything, you know? If you have a show that's shot, they don't have to change anything. It's not like if you're shooting Friends or Seinfeld or whatever the hell else is on TV. That just goes to show how much I watch TV anymore. Yeah, you just cited two things that ended over two decades ago. CSI. I don't even know what's on TV anymore. But it's not like if you shoot a show. That Dyke show is amazing. I think they're using reruns now for a lot of shows because they can't shoot shoot new episodes. But just a regular TV show isn't... Um, reliant upon having an audience to enhance the actual quality of the show or, you know, sports, especially wrestling, the reaction from the crowd when, you know, when, when things happen throughout the course of the match or promos and stuff like that, that's half the show. Absolutely, That's half the show. So to not be able to have fans um, at, uh, at their show, they're already, you know, way, you know, way further back than people just shooting regular shows. So the fact that they still are staying on top of the ratings, uh, regardless of everything that's going on, I think it, I think it, uh, it says a number of different things. Because I mean, that was always the big shot after the winner of the match is announced or whatever. They would show the crowd, show the you know, crowd. just going crazy always. or booing. Yeah. Well, before we, it. oh, sorry, just before we move on from this, I just wanted because I was asking the answer about this in pre-production. And granted, there hasn't been fans there, so it's tough to judge. But we do have things like social media and online presence. Do you guys think Becky Lynch has already been forgotten about? No, because it'd be like saying, do you think Roman's already forgotten about? Uh, I disagree with Dave. I think yes, because you know she's not going to be back for at least a year. And it's for a real good reason. Right. right. I'm not I'm yeah. not saying that. No, yeah. But when people say, like, was <laughs> she forgotten? Like, if somebody said. left because of an – if somebody left for six months because of an injury – I don't think you'd say, oh, they're, of course they're not forgotten. You know they have an injury, they're having surgery, they're recovering, they'll be back. Where with Becky Lynch, you know, she's having a child, so who knows how far along she was when she announced it. I don't, I don't know when her due date is or anything like that. But you have to guess that, you know, at least for six months, maybe a year after she has the baby, she probably wouldn't go back on the road. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, and how do you even go back on the road like that? You can't take a baby on the road for that that schedule. So well, I think it just puts her in the locker while yeah. she's yeah. out there yeah. doing there her match. You know, I mean, even if you had like you know your parents or a brother or a sister or somebody that was willing to look after your kids while you did like a normal nine to five, that is vastly different than somebody helping you raise your kid while you're on that kind of schedule. So the fact that her exit. It is for a much different reason, and obviously nobody's permanent. saying bad. Potentially permanent. I think she's going to be much. Um, I don't even want to say easier to forget, but I just think that's the reality of what's going to happen because people are like, okay, she's she's at least done 
for a while. Yeah, and and she did kind of run her course. I mean, she beat everybody, and all the storylines were done. And she had held the championship for what over a year. Yeah. So uh, you know, just give us some time, guys. Bruce Pritchard will start rehashing word for word promos for everyone. And now you had an interesting point on that. uh, Yeah, you did. That was a good catch by you. But usually the fans always forget, right? Because that's, that's what the WWE always does. Yeah, exactly. That's what's horrible about the WWE. Oh, you know what? The fans never remember anything, but we got internet everywhere with so all our ex- shit. Ex- so what are you alluding so to? Explain, explain. Dave, for yes. the people who didn't watch the show, um, essentially what happened is the WWE, as you explained to mm-hmm. us, took a, uh, a similar storyline that they've used in the past and not only used the similar storyline, but actually if you go back and compare... They went word for word with the old yeah. scripting. So tell us about everyone. It. Um, this isn't news. At give all. us the give us diehard the... fan. So HBK versus Sean Mike or HBK <laughs> versus Vince McMahon and Shane. Vince had Sean in the ring to do a piss test. Sean comes out and says, "You know." It's always better to be pissed off than pissed on. Takes the glass, whips it in Vince's face. Oh, urine is so funny. <laughs> now, they did the exact same thing with Jeff and Sheamus. Jeff said exactly word for word. Took the piss, whipped it in Sheamus's face. And, oh, you know, it's like, it's like WWE thinks that no one will ever remember or ever have this. It's a new generation of the. I got to say, Jeff on. Hardy was quite dehydrated. Very, someone check on Jeff yellow. Hardy because it was dark oh, yellow. Fuck. It was like if amber. Take, if you it's like yellow. the color of my beard. If you take a lot of vitamins, it, yeah, uh, you, vitamins but that's, you, if you take a lot of vitamins, stack. it's usually a, like a bright yellow. Yeah, like Mountain Dew yellow. This yeah. was like <laughs> it was a highlighter. This was like, uh, like he said, My beer. his beer. Yeah, it was bad. It was like someone check on. You're Jeff's gonna want to get your liver and your yeah, kidneys. For, for those of you wondering, we'll get Dave to post up the Instagram that he sent us uh, to the video. It's a little oh bit extra God. work for him, but he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, get on it. We can't post WWE videos here because they'll get pulled. No, we can for... share it. Yeah, share we can share it. it. Anyway, we can't and share. you can like, be comment, and subscribe. And bang, bang that, that bell. Bang bang bell. bell. Thanks, Quinn. God, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate, good appreciate you putting it in there. So, uh, But, you know, good week for WWE. Yeah. A lot of crazy Always. stuff. Mm-hmm. Rehashing old things. Um, fun conversation that I saw on Facebook this week. Uh-oh. And this is a conversation that is old as time, uh, and it's you see it come up on Facebook all the time, especially when you have a friend who has a shitty date. Um, the topic of who should pay on a first date came up again last week on a friend of mine's uh, on a friend of mine's Facebook. So every time the who should pay on a first date topic comes up, you get your like different groups of people, right? You get your guys that haven't had a date in like two years who are just angry at women in general. Like, <laughs> oh no, like it's modern day. Women want equal rights and she should pay half. Why should I have to pay? You know? And you're like, dude, <laughs> shut the hell up. This is why my mom only gives me a certain amount of money is, for allowance. This is exactly why you haven't had any dates, you know? And then you have the women who are, Basically the the same except on the female side. Like if I'm getting <laughs> asked on a date, <laughs> I'm not paying for anything. I'm he can princess. pick me up. He can pay for my dinner. <laughs> he can pay for my drinks. And it's also the same chick who like posts all the quotes about like 
how there's no real men and you just got to wait for the right oh, one. Oh, my favorite and is the, you, you have if, to if learn to weather the storm. You can't handle me at my worst. You don't deserve me. Or, or the girls. And I hate Ass. to get, I hate to get into religion, but like Jesus was just testing you. Now the right one's coming your way. Like it's those, it's those, <laughs> those are like the two like entertaining groups. You get the guys who are mad. Like, Oh, women want to be equal. They should pay. And the girls who are like, ah, I have to pay for everything. And then you get the sensible people that come in and try to <laughs> offer some good sensible. advice. You like the guys the who bullshit. are like, look, if I'm going to ask a female out on a date, I will I will pay for her dinner. I'm, even if she offers, you know, it's mm, nice McDonald's. if she makes the gesture, like, hey, whatever. You know, if a woman makes a gesture, to, we're, we're setting to, a limit. If, right? Yeah, if a woman makes a gesture to split dinner with you, it's no good. If she just offers to pay completely, God, bueno. If she says, hey, should we split this? It's then shit's not going. Some good, interesting guys. ways to read that though. Oak. Okay, because if she pays for everything, is she thinking I got to get the hell out of here? If she offers to split, is it, well, he's just a friend. We're out having friendship. No, if, if she if offers, he, if he pays, this is like, all right, I'll no, if she offer, if off she offers sort of to, If she offers to split, if she offers to pay sometimes, I think that's a woman who's got her, her shit together and she's trying to put it out there that she doesn't need a guy to pay for everything. If she offers to split, she's not impressed with you. Okay. You're telling the me date's there's not over. a chance. You're not there. You know, that's that's <laughs> Read it. Read the signs. The big Just no. The, the date's over. You might as well yeah. call it quits at this point. No, but um, you know, I I will say this, and uh, I'm obviously out of the dating game, but you know, me, me and my fiance still go out quite a bit. I the regular anytime, and you know what? I'll just revert back to when I was single. Anytime I ask somebody out for a date, um, I always went out with the idea that I was going to pay. Okay, it's nice if somebody offers, but I always pay. Pause right there. We're all in that same boat, right? We, yes. I was the same way. Were you guys the same it's way? It's called being a gentleman. Okay. Just wanted to get a, a better form out of the way. Okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but if there's if, if something you. followed the, if something followed dinner, and I know that sounds like, and I think some people think that it's cheesy in today's day and age. Like, hey, let's go for dinner. It's like so cliche, but I think it's a good place to sit and talk and get to know somebody yeah. over dinner, and it's nice to be able to go out to eat. So I disagree with that. I think dinner is is a nice place. Um, straight to movies, like only going to a movie, it's it's dependent on situations, but generally speaking, you don't get a lot of opportunity to talk or get mm-hmm. to know somebody. So only concert. going to a movie on a first date. <laughs> they're they're deciding concert. whether. Yeah, they're, but a concert, they're no, deciding whether concert, or not they want to sit next concert, to you for five if minutes. you know you're both enjoying the music, you might not be able to talk that much, but you're still having fun. Hopefully the same thing as a, as a... You just wait for that right. power ballad to come on. You can come up but behind her with that hug. If I'm... <laughs> that hug. <laughs> you know. You went to... No. You know. Put those big you old know. bear paws around them. If 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 I'm gonna ask a woman out on a first date, uh, I'm gonna automatically just look. I'm gonna pay for dinner, and if we do something after, like if we're gonna go out for drinks after, or if we're gonna go to a movie after dinner, I'm also going to offer to pay for that. I'm gonna just by default. I'm gonna reach for my wallet. I'm gonna pay for that. Okay. However. It is nice, like if you go for dinner, and then even if you buy the tickets for the movie and the girl's like, hey, you know what, I'll catch the popcorn or, or the soda, let, let me grab that. Or if you go for dinner and you have a drink, and then you go out for a bar afterwards and she's like, let me grab the first round. It's appreciated. So I have no problems going out and paying for everything through the whole night. Um, but ladies, Ditto. an offer to pay for something, if there's like a second stage of the date, is very much appreciated. It just says that, hey, look, 
I'm having a good time, whatever, you know what, I'm into this, you know, I'm, you know, I don't need somebody to buy all my drinks and stuff. And really, women will give you some sort of either excuse or just be straight, open and honest if they don't want to go out. Like if you have dinner and it just sucks, you might not go to a movie <laughs> after, you might not go to drinks after, they'll make an excuse. Um, I had a, a, a friend... Um, and like I do with so many people, um, that, that she was telling me she went on a date and, uh, they had dinner and it it was a short dinner. Shit lasted like an hour. And then she was like, yeah, I gotta be up real early in the morning. And I'm like, what time did dinner end? You just look at like eight or something. (laughs) She's like, I gotta be up real early in the morning. And like I was like, oh, that's fucking Ooh, brutal. That's, I'm like, was tough. it that bad? She was like, no, like it was just like zero chemistry, like one of those uh, dates. And you know, it's so for a lot of guys, it's easier to be charismatic via text yeah, message. Yeah, we, we talked about and we've that talked earlier. about this yeah. before. Yeah. Why there's there's actually less teenagers having sex now than there was before. And when you think like sexting and sending nudes and all that stuff. That's happening in just crazy volumes, and you can't say more than ever because it's you know a relatively newish mm-hmm. thing. But teenagers are having less sex than before because it's easy to text <laughs> like I'm gonna do this, 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 and you get in person like the game it's time. The game it was too big um, for him. It was too, too big, big for, for him. him. But so, um, so Dave, uh, let's let's go around. Let's do this. Let's go. Around. Look, look at the look he's giving you. Date night at the Lutzes. Um, you know, I was going to say let's go around the table, but I think we all we all agree. Um, but how about if you're mm-hmm. paying for dinner, do you expect at least an offer for something throughout the course of the night, Andrew? Oh, yeah, of course. I, you'd have to. My last first date though was uh, I put down a ten on the bar because we we're just having drinks to get to know each other. I put down a ten. She put down a twenty. So oh, right, right there, she was, she was strong arm. You know, she was yeah. trying to uh, uh, display her dominance over you. I think. I think oh, she just wanted worked. to take advantage she of Andrew. Quinn, she wanted to. Uh, what's the question again? <laughs> question is like if you if you pay for the this dinner, guy hasn't been on a date since just, the early if, 2000s. If you ask somebody on a first date, are you just going to pay yeah. for everything throughout the course of the oh, night? Yeah, Do you yeah, care right, one way right, or another? Right. Or um, I gotta I gotta revert to today's day and age and the way technology is. I think it depends. If this is somebody you meet in a real organic environment, whether it's through you know mutual friends or something like that, then I mean yeah, sure. If if you're the guy, you're doing the asking. To your point, I pretty much go with your. Life. Lines there, Oak, with, you know, it'd be nice if somebody would kick in, but not necessary. Now, the other side of this being if you're on the hookup apps out there and it's a real thing out there, let's be honest, what are we doing here? You know, I mean, are you, are you even going to dinner or are you just going and having a couple of drinks and then, hey, I like your smile. Okay, you can pay for half the hotel <laughs> or a, whatever. You know? half the hotel. <laughs> so oh, you're oh. saying there's a... There's a difference in the dynamic on who should pay and what sort of events you're even doing if you're just going to completely. Yes, hook up. you've got a silver-tongued way of putting it. Absolutely, silver-tongued way of putting it. I will. I will say this, wow, and again, I haven't a been on a first date in a very long time. Uh, don't foresee any in my foreseeable <laughs> near future. Um, uh, but again, anytime I ask a, a woman out, and this is the advice I would give to somebody, is that if I'm asking the person out. Or even if, and look, and, and it might be old-fashioned. I'm not trying to be sexist at all because I, I'm not. But even if a, a woman were to reach out and say, you know, let's get together, and, and you want to, um, 
just, I don't know, just being old fashioned, being courteous, um, I would offer to pay. And, um, if we did something afterwards, dinner went good, I would offer to pay for that as well. Um, I wouldn't think twice if, if she let me pay because I offered, but I am always appreciative when somebody says, you know, let, let me catch this. Or like Andrew said, you know, Hey, we went out to dinner, went out to a bar, she put a 20 down and it was like, okay, I'm appreciative of that because I think it's, I think it's a nice gesture and I am very put off by women who just say who are just it's a hundred percent expected like they would they would be offended um you know and it might might not even get brought up really because you know like if i just offer but you know like if uh, a woman who thinks it's offensive that a guy you know would even you know hint that she should pay for anything slow night nothing in the fridge let's get a date (laughs) (laughs) i think you said a great uh dave i'm word for word i'm in the same boat I got a wife. I did the same thing with her. I, I made sure. Really? Hey, uh, yeah, exactly. That's new. So, <laughs> hey, I'm paying for dinner. I'm paying for everything else. Um, again, it's great if you throw out, uh, hey, I got this. Nah, mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah, right? Yeah. The yeah, nah, the nah it, I got it feels it's not good. Like the girl, like a year ago, when we alligator started arm in it? You oh, know? when the... <laughs> When, kinda, oh, when we first started the podcast, I was seeing a girl. She paid for nothing. She basically wanted me to get uh, four free meals, a movie, and uh, roses on and, Valentine's and, Day. And where is she now? Alone, crying uh, with her cats, probably. I don't she give a shit. She answer. has a dog. She has a dog. So I, she's I, got will a say, dog. I will say this. I got to a point, and this was a number Damn of years vegan. ago, I was dating somebody who very much enjoyed going out to eat. Like, that was kind of like, you know, every, every couple's got their thing. Like, my fiance and I right now, you know, we you know, neither of us really drink. I think the only time I drink is now is on the podcast because I got to be around you guys. I have to drink to get through it. Um, <laughs> That's because I'm rubbing but off. But we, we go ass. to a lot of movies and we don't always. Wait, what? Andrew's <laughs> weird. Man, Andrew's having a bad impression. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't mean it that way. But we don't always even go to dinner. Just My fiance and I like. both really love going to movies. <laughs> But I dated somebody who, like, really liked going out to dinner and, you know, sushi was kind of our thing. And, you know, when I go out to sushi, like, I have to – if I don't eat before I go out to eat, like, sushi costs (laughs) – sushi was – it would cost $100. Easy. Easy. You go to, you you know, a nice sushi place. You know, every once in a while, there's, like, an okay, like, all-you-can-eat around here that's okay for, like, a Friday, like, mid-afternoon. But you ain't going out, like, on a Saturday night, (laughs) you know. But uh, it was easily costing, you know, $100. Then if, you know, got a couple glasses of wine, it was going $120. And even though, you know, at the time, you know, I was making a little bit more money in this situation, it got to the point where, and we were together for a long time, but it got to the point where I had to have the discussion, like, look, I can't be spending $500 a month on dinner. And she would always offer, and I will say this, one, you know, great girl, whatever, I'm not going to bring up names. She would always offer to catch the tip. So she was. There was never a time where we went out to dinner. Andrew, one dollar. Oh, I thought you were saying catch the tip. But never mind. No, she would. Al- she would always Continue. offer to get the tip. So I will not for two seconds act like she was that type of person. But even offering the tip, I was still spending. And I just got to the point where I'm like, I can't justify spending like five hundred dollars a month on sushi it's like more in my car payment okay yeah, on sushi so we can, conti- sushi. we can continue to go out to dinner but as like an adult like two professionals like dating if we're going to continue to go out as much as we are we're going to have to split it gotta figure at some you, point you better get used to that playpen at mcdonald's because that's where we're going yeah <laughs> let me ask you guys a question let's be real on this back in our oh, young boy. immature days oh, young and immature i'm still there you, 
Well, maybe not young. Young and immature. Not just immature. (laughs) So if you guys spent, to kind of what you're talking about there, Dave, if you guys on a first date spent like over a hundred and whatnot, you got, hold on, just let me, if it ever happened and you guys get it back and you guys see like the bill and you're like exactly that reaction, you're like, oh shit, did it ever cross your minds to be like, this fucking better be worth it tonight as you're signing (laughs) off on it? Yes, because the first place we, the one that I paid for all four meals of our four dates, it was that uh, organic place over by the mall, and they are real expensive. So that should have been your first sign that this wasn't going good. I really would like to go to the all organic place. Like, we can go to the Olive Garden. I told you, (laughs) organic. she was was vegan, so we had to go to like those people. He was thinking maybe she's not that bright and he might have a shot. I tell you <laughs> what, when I was when I was in high school, and uh, as we've talked about on this podcast, uh, my first couple of years in high school, I had pretty much no luck with women. Uh, my junior and senior year in high school, after a haircut and a new wardrobe, I uh, I had more dates than any high school kid should have. Frosted tips. I had frosted. I was a, I was a, a thinner version of Brian Bosworth with a black and chrome seventy nine. Well, here I was going to high school. You know, my junior and senior year wasn't a bad time for me. Here, I right? got rid of those acid washed jeans. Nah, I didn't. But uh, but look, <laughs> no, so I was going out on a lot of dates, right? And it gets expensive when you're yeah, in high school, me, yeah. you know, working like at a grocery store and yeah. shit. I was working at pick and save, you know? Ooh. And like, I tell you what, you go on a date and you're podcast. just like, like it was almost unheard of like in high school or your early years in college. If you went out to a Friday's and Applebee's and she ordered like steak and shrimp, you're like, this Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably gonna want dessert too. No, but seriously though, when I was you know, when you're in oh. high school and you're in college, if money is tight and you're taking women out on dates to places like high school and college kids would go, like a TGI Fridays or an Applebee's, or you know, here in Appleton we have a, a restaurant called Good Company, mm. some place like that. You're like keeping your fingers crossed. She's like getting a diet coke or a water and some chicken fingers. You know, <laughs> these chicken fingers are nine uh, bucks. The coke is gonna be a dollar fifty. Unlimited refill. I'll get a burger yeah, for nine dollars. The whole thing will cost twenty. I'll leave a five dollar tip. I will clear this dinner for twenty five dollars. And I'll be good to go. And when she was looking at that menu, man, and you saw you're in high school and you see that girl flip to that steak page, you're you're just like, keep flipping, keep flipping, keep flipping. Oh, she got the New York strip. That's when you're like, spills pushing the $40 (laughs) limit. Well, that's when you just throw, you know. The steaks weren't very good here. I got a friend who had it once before. I can see Quinn. I heard the, uh, the, the Caesar salad here is to die for. <laughs> no, Quinn is like grabbing her menu going, she'll have the, the salad. But no, I could just see like... Uh, then, hey, Quinn this just is the same like, guy who could just go throw down on a mattress like it's nothing the other day. So yeah, that's priorities. why. Yeah, yeah when look, the mattress was a third the original Dave, price. Uh, not that steak. That's really bad. Now, this yeah. $9 steak I hear is scrumptious. Fantastic. <laughs> you, know what you know what would have been a move? You know what would have been a move is going in Pulling your waiter aside and be like, I'm going to slip you an extra five. Now, this is on top of the tip you're going to get, okay? Here's an extra five. Tell her the, <laughs> tell her the chicken sandwich here is to die for. Oh, that's or a good do me, do me a salad. Or oh, a gra- and, then the, and then the guy comes over and you're like, what would you recommend? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, oh, just- chicken sandwich here is great. You know what? 
I'll have that. And you like, like fingers crossed. Oh, I'll have that too. Oh, good. Oh, well, I'm allergic to chicken. I'll have the porterhouse steak. I'm not sure if I like the idea of having to involve another fella in your scheme, though, because what if he tries to do the runaround on you and he's like, hey, nope. not for nothing, but yep. this guy was trying to See, the, shortchange uh, you. When I was Here's a waiter, my number. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. When I was a waiter, um, casual. I was all No, when I was a casual <laughs> No. When I was a when I was a waiter, I was always trying to help a brother out. Always, you know, yep. just Wing like man. yeah. I was I, I I always felt like that. I was like always you're felt like you're him. in my restaurant. You know what? I'm gonna try to be a little bit funny, not too funny. Where she's like, oh my god, the waiter is so cute. I should totally bang the waiter and not my date. You know, I never except wanted to go. The, I never for wanted that. to go that far. I had, a, I, had a buddy, many times. I had a buddy who I worked at Fridays, Ben, and I think that was always Ben's goal: watch me go steal this, <laughs> steal the girl, watch me go steal this girl. No, but I I, I liked playing Winmay, and there was there. You know, you like laugh, whatever, comment about him, keep being a cute couple. Like, oh, watch out for this one; he's trouble. You know, like, oh, you're so funny. But there was times at Fridays when people's cards would decline, you know. Any time, any time a card declined, I would always, always say there was a problem with our machine, always, or just say that the same card, somebody's card would decline. Be like, hey, your your card didn't go through, and it's like, I I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, but like every card that we've ran so far tonight, that's a master card, isn't going through. Yours is like the sixth table. Look at you coming always, through for the guy. and that shit happened, you know. And look, there was times where I went out when I was in high school and in college and shit, and I'm like, oh man, like I barely have enough <laughs> in my bank account to be going out to dinner, but I already asked her out on a date. You know what do I do? And so anytime somebody had a card decline. I always, 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 I would never say your card got declined. I would always say we're having an issue with our machine. It's not running cards right now. Or, you know, somebody would have a card from a, a certain bank, like, you know, in Appleton, everybody's yeah. got community first cards. I would be like, look, dude, this is the seventh community first card I've ran tonight. You didn't none go up to them and, like, do the good fellas. Be like, hey, this worked. is four big ones you owe me here. What are we talking yeah. about? You're yeah. not having four big <laughs> or, so, or he walked over with a towel and said, "Hey, you got to clean some dishes." <laughs> no, man. But I always, I always felt like I was a, a wingman when I was a waiter, you know, because like you, you hope like in a similar situation as them, you got somebody who's you know got your back. It's always good to have just a yeah. random dude that's like has you know no you know horse in the race that's just like kind of got your back, just like it's going for the same team. You know, a remedy to uh, worrying about what they would be buying or ordering for food is just take them to a buffet golden corral i've oh seen god. i've seen dates there and i'm just like oh my god what is wrong with you that this is what you picked for your Look, date I'll, I, I, hey I've, honey i want to see you just stuff your face until you can't breathe yeah you ain't getting no action after that they're gonna be way no, too no you full. couldn't even yeah you wouldn't even too many carbs you wouldn't even want to go to golden corral on a date because neither are you gonna like just gonna eat until you don't feel nobody feels like look there's zero people on this earth that feel like banging after going to I have Golden a hard Corral. time sitting on the couch and watching a movie after this <laughs> you gotta loosen up your pants uh, that's it oh it's so hard jesus uh, no hey, but, i remember uh, going there before going out in the town and just being like able to drink forever if you were uh but you know if you were worried about uh if you were worried about how expensive dinner was, there wasn't going to be. You know, we talked about dinner in a movie. There wasn't. There wasn't going to be a movie. Be it no was movie. dinner. It was dinner and back to my place. But you know, I, I for as for as much as um, even I will say now, like movies, like weren't always like or, or probably aren't the best place for a first date, just because 
conversation is lacking. Yeah. Like you, if you're talking to somebody like leading up to the date enough, you don't necessarily have to sit there and like get to know them. Like if somebody set you up on a blind date, like, Hey, we've never even talked. We're just going to meet up, which I don't even know is a thing anymore. <laughs> then it would be one thing, you know, but especially when I was, when, you know, when I was younger, you know, you used to actually talk on the telephone. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, I, I yeah, like texting just as much as anybody else. So I'm not saying like in my day, we talk <laughs> we on the talked. telephone. I'm just saying that's how it was. But I, so, I, I don't want to just be like the guy who's like, oh, movies are a terrible first date because you're not talking. Because if you've talked enough and a movie's very funny, look, I think, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think a good movie, if you're a guy or a girl, I don't want to say guys because a lot of girls go out on dates with the intentions of, you know, let's, let's have some fun here, <laughs> certainly. But if you go out and you see a really good movie, that is, it is funny or just a quality movie. I think that can set yeah, the well, tone. It gets the endorphins mm-hmm. going. I think and, that can yeah. set the tone for a good night. If you see just a really kick-ass first movie, there's something really romantic. If you go out to a chick flick or something very funny that you're into, I think that can really set the tone for a, a fun night. Fast nine right around the corner. <laughs> oh, God. So to your point, uh, we'll say comedy, right? At least you get a glimpse into the kind of comedy <laughs> yeah. that she can Yeah, like if you if you go out on a first date and you see a really funny movie and you're like, you're dying laughing and she's not laughing. Look, if I, if I would have watched Step Brothers with somebody and she was just like, oh, the whole time. Well, she'd have been I'd a perfect have, match for me. I'm like, pack oh, your shit. So get, get the no. fuck out. This is a house, of, sucks, this is a house of learned doctors. <laughs> Step Brothers was fantastic. No, Quinn just but, hates Will Ferrell. No. Yeah. But a good, As a lead, no, but a, I, think a, I think a good... <laughs> I really think a good first date, or, or excuse me, I really think that a, a good movie can, can make a first date. I really do. I think even mm. if you don't go to dinner, if you go out and it's a funny movie or it's like a romantic comedy or even a, a good romantic movie, I think that can make a first date. But I also think that a bad first movie can just nuke a first date. I had a date. This was well, probably then, oh. 15 years ago. There was nothing playing in the theaters. Nothing. And this was, you know, this was, well, this was, I was ready for a good date. We went and saw one of the Saw <laughs> movies. And it was like one of the like, like out the of earlier all this, ones, or it was one of like the mid saw movies, oh. and it was excessively gruesome. Yeah. Just and it to be just gruesome, the whole date, just whatever. But I don't know, like, what would be <laughs> see that for, for me? Do that to for you. me, I would have to say that was the worst first date movie I've ever seen. But like, wondering what would be out of any movie you've ever seen, what would be the worst one to see in a theater? Andrew, we're going to start with you. Worst. First date movie you could see in a theater. Uh, well, I'm going to go on experience that it wasn't our first date, but it was. We're, let's go to a movie, and we went to the original, the first Hulk with Eric Pana. Oh, it was, was just terrible. The, the one with tried, Nick Nolte. The, yeah, they the tried Angley. to do. Yeah, yeah, they tried to do things, you know, where you Different. know it was like comic book scenes. So that's why they're doing that stuff. When the guy blew up, he like went like this, like a silhouette went around him with flames, and it was just. It was just god awful. Uh, here I am at you know nineteen, you know, tr- and we're trying to be cool just to go to it. Just full of testosterone, oh, and it's just this is just terrible. The, and so. the, the the CGI dogs, it was terrible. Yep, so, Quinn, I forgot about Quinn, that. Quinn, worst. We just made out. Worst movie, not necessarily that you've actually been to, but if you could think of a movie that would be the worst for a first date. Oh gosh, you know, in, unless you were dating a girl like who 
Uh, this movie I'm going to choose, unless you were picking a girl like who watched The Crow every night of her life and loved it. I've got to say Lost Highway, the movie that Trent Reznor directed <laughs> that had Bill Pullman <laughs> was would be the absolute <laughs> worst date movie you could ever pick. I, I watched it, and to this day, I still can't figure out what was going on. And I think like a month ago, I might have even... Somehow I remembered it, and I went on Google and looked it up to see if there's any understanding whatsoever. It was awful. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a tie for the Ooh. worst, possibly the, the worst two first date movies. One is The Road with uh, Viggo Mortensen. Have you yeah, ever seen not this? not a good pick. It's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie. But, you know, so many post-apocalyptic movies like The Walking Dead as a TV show or like The Book of Eli with Denzel yeah. Washington, they have this big culmination about how, you know, things are going to get better or, or something's happening or you have lots of testosterone. The Road was just a... F- just a mess, yeah. depressing, like the worst post-apocalyptic scene you could ever have. And the other movie for me that I would have to say <laughs> I was the most disturbed by, yeah, that movie sucked. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was well, just weird. Movie, it was a good movie, just depressing. Very sad. The Probably the worst movie you could pick for a first date ever, and it's a phenomenal movie, but for a first date, the worst movie you could pick would be the movie Seven. I cannot remember a time where I left a movie theater, and I saw it in 1994 when it came out. We had a Japanese foreign exchange student here. We took to the movie because, hey, it's Brad Pitt and you know Morgan Freeman. Yeah, there's some culture for you. I would say as far as just straight-up disturbing <laughs> movies, Seven would have to be one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. What's and I cannot box? imagine any situation. Like, look, you can go to horror movies like Friday the 13th. And that or was Final. before, like, Seven and all that stuff you came go out. To, like, you know? Look, you could go to Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or even, like, some of the newer ones like Final Destination and still get laid afterwards, yeah, well, there's okay? comedy in those. If you have a female who wants to bang after seeing the movie Seven, like, you need to, get rid of like, reevaluate your Run life choices <laughs> as a whole. So, so I'm going to go with Seven. Seven, the worst movie to see on a first date, Seven. Uh, this is going to kind of date it a little bit, but I'd... And the, Quinn, this really is not an uh, indirect or a, a shot at you, but God, Rambo, anything like that. Too much testosterone-driven action. Hmm. The, I will agree you with you, feel, like, the huh? latest... The last two Rambos, and the first two, or the first three, you know, First Blood, First Blood Part Two, First Blood Part Three. I would say like First Blood Part Two would probably be the best if you're actually trying to get laid. Yep, that one right yeah, there. Yeah, First Blood's depressing. First Blood mm-hmm. is very political, even yeah. if you didn't understand it at the time. Yeah. The second two are kind of more like action yeah, type. Shoot him up, Chuck Four Morris. and five, the last two, both you know where he's in Burma, and then this last one, of uh. course, is sex trafficking. But they, yeah, Dave, the latest, I that's a really good pick. The latest Rambo movie, the last well, Rambo for me, movie. The girl would be like, "Why can't you look can like we, that?" Didn't we Fuck see that in you. the theater with yeah. my fiance? Yeah, we did. Oh God, I was like, "Oh, they that was when she got the pop." Uh, was it regular? Was that the she got the regular. Was that yeah, Rambo? Was. You guys saw because I thought yeah. you saw Rambo with me and my brother. And we bought you a ticket, and you declined. No, we saw. Wow, it doesn't matter. I don't remember. Uh, Rambo. Yeah, the last Rambo was was pretty bad. But uh, no, man. Well, good. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what'll ruin a. What'll ruin a? I don't know. I shouldn't say whether it ruined it. But um, it it's epic. been a while since I've told a story here. So this is going to be a bit of a long story, but it's one of my favorite fight that never came to a fight stories. And you guys are going to appreciate this. David, we, we're just going to post this whole story up on Facebook, aren't we? This is going to be a long we one. We can. Yeah, because I want people Joey, to hear it. get on it. This is one of my favorite stories, and not just because I had to play a tough guy, but because it was a classic example of 
mind your own business and don't go out of your way to cause trouble for somebody else. Okay. And standing up to bullies to a certain extent. And standing up to bullies. I'll tell you what, and I'll start this off by saying when I first got into bodybuilding and you start getting bigger, like, you know, 220, 230, and especially when you're early 20s and mid 20s and stuff, guys are naturally going to be intimidated and guys always want to take their pokes and their pops and stuff like that. You know, it's the dudes like in the eighties. Well, I could take Mike Tyson. Yeah, sure. You could, you know, (laughs) as I got into my thirties and now now that I'm 40, even though I'm bigger than I was in my early and mid twenties, um, it, it rarely happens anymore, but being younger. So great theater story. So I believe it was 2005. Andrew, can you look up what year Talladega nights came out? It was 06. It was 06. I, I went to, I went to it in the theaters in 06. So okay, yeah. so it was 2000. Funny movie. So it was 2006. Um, I had just gotten done competing, I don't know, maybe six weeks before the movie came out. So I was still in really good shape. I want to say it was July or August of 2006. Uh, when did it come out, Andrew? Give me like an exact <laughs> month. God, it was a great movie. I want to say August. So I was out there with my girlfriend at the time and my brother and his wife. And so we walk into the theater. I had a sleeveless shirt on, not a tank top. I wasn't in a wife beater. I just had a sleeveless shirt on. It was in the middle of July. It was hot. It was hot out, or August, July or August. But I'm walking up to get our seats, and all of a sudden I hear, steroids. (laughs) And it was, you know, when you hear a couple people laughing. Now, it wasn't unusual for me to be in public and to have people make the steroids comment, but you're in a theater. August 4th, 06. August 4th, 06. So it was about six weeks or so after I competed at Junior Nationals in 2006. So I was still in really, really good shape. Um, It wasn't unusual for me to have people make steroids comments in public. And depending on the mood I was in, sometimes I ignored it. Sometimes I gave people the guilt trip. I'm like, wow, that's really rude that I'm here minding my own business and you feel the need to go out of your way to try to insult a complete stranger based on nothing more than how they look. And sometimes Hmm. I would light people on fire. And when I say light people on fire... I would light people. Well, I wouldn't like wouldn't really light them. Oh, I fire. went to the I car, grabbed the gas can. I thought you were doing a Marvin so, Nash. So we walk in. You know, they're about halfway up, and I could see it was a group of guys, and they stood out like a sore thumb because they all had these white T-shirts on, and they wrote Wonder Bread across the front. Group of eight guys. Oh, so one of them yells yeah, like out, steroids. You know, we just keep walking. You know, my brother's like, yeah, just forget about it. My girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, don't let him bother you. You know, so we were sitting back, and this is before the previews start, and at the time, you know, they used to just run kind of whatever. You know, now they have commercials before the previews. Dave's favorite guy. But we're getting, we're getting settled in, and we're sitting down, and you He's figure this, this kid is done, right? <laughs> and he got a little bit of a laugh out of his buddies or whatever. And all of a sudden again, oh, steroids. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. You know what? And I got up, and of course, you know, my brother, ah, just chill out. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I am chill. <laughs> so I walk halfway down. Row of like, like I said, eight guys. <laughs> and then there was girls with him in the row behind him, you know, because like, you could tell they were all kind of like leaning over, talking to each uh, other and stuff like that, that it was all a very, very large group of people. And I said, who said it? And everybody kind of stayed quiet. I'm like, come on, you're going to yell in front of a whole theater. Who said it? And finally, one of the guys was like me. I'm like, no shit. And like, look, I, 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 I handle things different now that I'm older than I did at this the time. This was 2006. This was 2006. Different I was, time. you know, 20, 25, 26 years old, whatever, 26 Last years year. old. 
But so please don't take my comments on how I handled it as the person I am now. But, you know, the guy, and I'm like, oh, no shit. Fattest fucking kid out of the whole lineup is the one who decides he wants to point out that uh, you don't like my physique. He's like, well, I didn't say that. Just, you know, just said steroids. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, it's kind of obvious. I'm like, okay, but why? I mean, I'm walking by with my girlfriend. Why? You know? And he's like. Oh, whatever, dude. I'm like, dude, now, now you're going to give me fucking attitude? I said, tell you what, I'm going to go watch the movie, and when this is done, we're going to go out in the parking lot, and I'm going to kick the shit out of you because you got a big fucking mouth. That's what's going to happen here. He's like, sure, whatever. I'm like, dead serious. Yeah, and you could tell his buddies were kind of like, oh, shit. You know, and the girls got like real yeah. quiet. Well, they weren't expecting it. So, so the movie plays. Everybody's laughing and stuff. Hilarious movie. Although I will say with Talladega Nights, they showed every good part in the previews. <laughs> Almost <laughs> oh, all. Shocker. A Will Ferrell movie, huh? <laughs> Almost all the good <laughs> parts were. There was a few, damn, you know, that you. weren't in the previews. But so the movie gets done. And these guys were seated lower than us. We were up and back. And this dude and his boys were making a beeline to get out, right? Now... The entire theater saw this happen, okay? This wasn't like between me and him. I didn't keep it quiet. He yelled out for the whole theater to hear. He wanted attention. So the entire theater, now this is at the Regal Cinemas in Appleton. So for the people that know he was on, if you're facing CE, it was this side, which would have been the (laughs) east side. So we come out of the east side. Dude, I remember this like it was yesterday, right? (laughs) So we come out. I'm like, oh, hey, 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 wait, wait, you know? And he's like, he stops, right? And it's him and his buddies, like, almost like line up, Imagine right? The cold sweat. He was him and his buddies, out. like, line up, and their girls are there, and there's like a crowd of people, like, all seeing around, like, here we see go. what happens, right? And my brother is pretty big at the time, too, you know? And the he wasn't necessarily. Bets. He wasn't necessarily like there to, you know, antagonize me, but if shit went sideways, my only brother would throw it out, right? So I'm like, hey, I said, no, no, no. I said, this isn't done. I said, I wasn't fucking around in there, you know? And so he stops. He's like, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to do what we said. I'm going to go in the parking lot and I'm going to kick the shit out of you, you know? And he's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, really. I'm like, look, dude, I'm here with my girlfriend, with my, with my brother. Just come out to watch a movie. I said, it's not like it's February. It's fucking 80 degrees outside, so I have a sleeveless shirt on. I'm completely minding my own fucking business, okay? And you make a wisecrack. I know exactly why you made a wisecrack. You're the fat, funny guy in the group, okay? <laughs> I've seen <laughs> 80s said, are movies any of these, before. Are any of these girls your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Are any of these girls your girlfriend? They all kind of, of course. You're like the fucking like 16th wheel here. You're the fat, funny kid, so you decided to pick on me. And he's like, you might not think it's picking on me, but like, seriously, why, why do that? Why do that? Why go out of your way to say some stupid shit to a complete stranger based on nothing more than how they look? I said, because you're a fucking prick. And you probably run your mouth a lot, never get called out on it. Now I'm going to call you out on it. And I said, and he's like, well, you're a little outnumbered here. You know? <laughs> Did he have a hype man at least? No, man, he didn't have shit. So he goes, he goes, you're a little outnumbered here. I said, really? I said, we're outnumbered. Now, mind you, this is before that fucking badass Jack Reacher scene. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the whole, it's not three, it's not five on one, it's three on one. <laughs> so he goes, you're a little outnumbered. I said, the fuck if I am. And he goes, why? I said, because I don't think any of these guys are going to fight for you because not one of them looks like they want to fucking cause any problems. I said, and when I walked into the theater, he didn't say shit. He didn't say shit. He didn't say shit. It was only you with the big mouth that said anything. And I said, so I don't think your friends are going to back you up. And I said, if they do, look, you might just think I'm some big dude. I said, but I can fight. Now, you take my word for it. You don't have to, but I can fucking fight. I said, so if there's eight of you, three or four of you are going to the hospital for sure. 
and the other three are still getting fucked up. I said, I, I'm okay that a couple of you idiots are going to land some good shots on me. I might have a bloody nose and a cut up lip, but three or four of you are legit going to the fucking hospital. I said, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to find out which one of your friends it's going to be. There was eight of them. And I said, which one of you guys? I said, we're going to go out in the parking lot. And which one of you guys are ready to throw down because your friend here had a big mouth in the theater? Raise your hands. Not a single fucking one. <laughs> they all just stood there, and the girls are standing there behind. And then there's the crowd that's like, oh, shit. None <laughs> of these motherfuckers. And I'm like, seriously? I'm like, not fucking one? And I'm like, look, look to your left. Look to your right. I said, let's do this again. But, but look. I said, how many of you guys right here are going to follow me out in the parking lot with your friend and throw down because he couldn't mind his own fucking business and had to try to poke fun at me when I'm on a date with my girlfriend and my brother and his wife? Who's got his back? And he was looking, and his boys just wow. fucking... Like, uh, what's kind of a Not a move. single one of them. I'm like, man, this is fucking sad. I'm like, you're a bigger fucking loser than I thought, you know? Excuse oh, my, excuse my language. Worse. I know I swear too much, but this is a story. I said, no, you're the a fuck bigger cares? fucking loser than I thought. I said, no, I just feel bad. Because now it's just me on you. Like, I thought before I'd have at least a bit of a challenge. Now it's just me kicking the shit out of you in the parking lot. I mean, that doesn't even seem fair. I said, what do you think about that? I said, what are you going to do? Like, you're going gonna to fight? You're going to put your money where your mouth is? Like, what are you going to do? And I said, let's see what you do. <laughs> so he had a baseball hat on, right? I said, give me your fucking hat. He didn't even, he didn't even, like, he didn't even try it. I said, give me your hat. And he stood there. I looked at the hat. <laughs> fucking wound up Whap right across his fucking mouth With the hat Whap nailed him with the hat I said what are you going to do I said you ain't going to do shit You're nothing but a big fucking mouth And I turned to his friends And I'm like you guys need to pick better friends Because this one here is a loser I said you want your hat <laughs> Fucking This was the best part of the whole night Because somebody actually said something I threw it behind the fucking snack counter And of course all the snack people are like watching And the people ordering food are watching <laughs> The guy's like like this yeah, And I threw it butter. I said there Your fucking hat's back by the popcorn I'm pretty sure you're familiar on how to get there I said and somebody's like Oh fuck he threw his hat behind the snack counter <laughs> and, we, and we just And we fucking laughed man It was the, it was the craziest shit and it was one of those nights where I just wasn't in the mood. And he, you know, look, he got, as you guys will say, he got part of the theater to pop when it was quiet. And he's like, steroids, you know, and it's, yeah. <laughs> look at the funny guy who said something, you know, and I was who, like. Who pointed out the obvious thing that we all yeah, saw. Yeah, well, that was, that was one other, that was one other thing. Like fucking when we got, like when we first got out in the lobby, I'm like, what was that all about? Well, you're going to sit here and say you're not on steroids. I said, you know, congratulations, Einstein. <laughs> you cracked the Congratulations, code. <laughs> Einstein. Stein, you just cracked a fucking code. You're the only fucking nobody here thought I was all that. You know, this was six weeks after a fucking national bodybuilding yes. competition. Cables. It was fucking huge and veiny. You know, it's like Surprise nobody here. Come in carrying nobody here thought I was natural asshole. You know, and that kind of was weird because you know you kind of turned like people were like, oh, well, he's well yeah, kinda, because, you know? because at that time. It, well, and even nowadays, there's unless people are done with it, like Ronnie Coleman and and a few other guys have talked about. Nobody comes out and says like, "Yeah, okay, so I do now." What? Yeah, people you just know, like, people they, always they just, people joke always away. just yeah. like look and you know what yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. 
I was younger. I did what I did to try to compete nationally, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any regrets about it. It is what it was, but you know what? And I, I don't get into it too much, but it was always it was always funny when people tried to dig you with that. Like, oh, it's steroids. You're like, wow. You really got a, you got a keen eye there. <laughs> you got really, a great head on You really know shoulders. how to pick them. And then because it was people were like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, like. Oh, he's cool with it. You fucking idiot, you know. Damn it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm going to kind of steal a, a Burr Rogan here. Like, the only thing you had to worry about was like, God, do I use my elbow or my heel? Yeah. <laughs> Which, where am I going to... And, and if, I, if I'm going to hit him, how bad do I want to hit him? Like, I don't want to be... Uh, I don't want to be paying this guy money for the rest of my life because I kicked the shit out of him. So how right. easy do I take it? So yeah. an interesting thing... Soft and, tissue? Uh, yeah. Soft. So, no. So an interesting <laughs> thing about that when it comes to fighting. So I, I grew up... Um, learning how to fight. My oldest brother was very into martial arts, and it was a big thing of his to teach his brothers how to fight and how to defend themselves. And I yeah, was I remember taught, getting kicked in the head. You know, I was taught from a very young age. Now, mind you, I grew up in the eighties and nineties and stuff like that. Okay, so now the answer is walk away from the fighter. If you get in trouble, you're getting, a, you know, you're going to be a felon for battery. Okay, <laughs> so these were these were different these were different times, mind you. The eighties and the nineties were completely different times. Even the early two thousands, as far as two guys getting into fights with each other. But it's funny that you bring that up because my brother always taught me when you get in a fight, only be as aggressive or as violent as you need to be to get the upper hand in the situation. And that's it. Don't look, if you get into a fight and some people be like, well, why get into a, why would you get into a fight with somebody who you knew you could kick the shit out of? Well, some people just deserve to have the shit kicked out of them. And it was the fucking eighties and the nineties or could whatever. Their wake up you call. could do it, you know, and not have to worry about getting in trouble. Look, if you got in a fight in the nineties and early two thousands, you could beat somebody up pretty bad and, and still just get a disorderly conduct, you right. know? But so that was one of his things is only fight as bad as you need to, but as soon as you get into a situation where somebody is either very large or seems like they might be really skilled or you're fighting with multiple people, like if you get in a fight with more than like even two, but like more than like two, like you start getting into three or four guys, every punch you throw, every strike that you make has to be done with the intent on taking them out. A punch straight to the nose that's going to shatter their nose, their eyes water, their nose is running like a faucet. You come back with the other hand, with an open hand throat punch, you hit somebody so they they can't breathe. They're out of it. I used, to always, kick, uh, I used to always like to take out the knee and hit the biggest guy in the world and still drop like a stone. Uh, my, my oldest brother did that in a That's fight crazy. once. He broke a guy's fucking knee real bad. <laughs> did literally exactly that because it was it was a thing. You yeah. know, he sidestepped him. Roadhouse. And then a backside kick and, and cracked but, the But the thing that I wanted to talk about, David, and not to cut you off here, but I think I that... Break. Was that kid ever a bully again in his life? I don't think he was. I I think he changed his life. I, I don't know. I mean, all joking aside, it was um, it, could, yeah. it was an interesting dynamic, and because you know nobody ever looks at somebody my size and thinks like, "Wow, you got bullied." But there was a long period of time. I'll say for a good ten years, from my early twenties to my early thirties, where I could not go out into a bar. I could not go out into public without having somebody comment about my physique. And it was always a comment about steroids. Sometimes people went further and like little dicks or shit like that, you know, depending on how <laughs> nasty they wanted to be. But bullies come in so many different forms. Look, if you're walking through a bar and minding your own business and somebody sitting at a table wants to make a comment at you because of nothing more than how you look, there is no different between somebody who is overweight looking at a person who is muscular and saying steroids than the flip side of that. And right. You know what? And like, you know, we call it, everybody talks today about fat shaming, but imagine just me sitting in a bar and somebody walks by that's, that's overweight 
and like I just yell out like oh, fat ass or something like like how big of an asshole do you have to how, how big of an asshole do you have to be to do that like you have to be just a shitty person to your core and I dealt with that everywhere and I understand it comes a lot of times from places of insecurity and I know that makes me look a little bit egotistical to say that people would say those things to me out of a place of insecurity but I did deal with it a lot people would all oh steroids and you know if I came back and said we're like well you're just jealous oh Mr. Ego you know so like I said yeah, I, I you can't win no, you really couldn't. And I, like I said, I had a couple different responses. One was just to completely ignore it. The other, which I did sometimes, dependent on the situation, was I would call them out and just be like, look, like that's a really shitty thing to do. You know, I would try to prove to them that I'm not the person they thought they were. And well, just see, say, like, I, that was a yeah. really lousy thing for you to do. I'm just out trying to enjoy the night with my friends, having a couple drinks. I do what I do. Uh, for because it's something that I enjoy doing and I enjoy competing, but it's it's not anybody else's thing other than mine. And I'm just completely minding my own business. And out of nowhere, you make a rude comment about my physical appearance. Like, why would you do that? And people would usually just shut up. And then there was times, like I said, I went scorched earth on people. And I mean, I was bad. You know, like one of my things that I would do, and people always did it in groups. And I understand why they did it in groups. They would comment strength out in front of groups. No, not even strength numbers because somebody wanted to be the funny person. Funny yeah. You know? And they didn't have a thought past that they insult didn't have they anything. were Somebody wants you. to be so the funny person. So when you confronted person. them, so they, yeah, they, you have, they so had Let's blank. say you have somebody no sitting at a table B. with six people, right? And you have somebody at a, sitting at a table with six people. And somebody who wants to be the funny person wants to get a laugh. Oh, steroids or like, hey, tiny dick, you know. Yeah, and what rusty I, another fenders thing, on your bicycle. Another thing that I would do is, <laughs> yeah, you got rusty fenders on your bicycle. Another thing that I would do <laughs> that was totally rude and it was it was really nasty. And like I said, I did some things when I was in my 20s that I, I wouldn't repeat today. But a thing that I would always do when it was a group of people is I would pick, there's, I would pick somebody in the group who was either overweight enough to where they were larger than me or if there was a, you know, at the time I had a lot of hair still, you know, but like if there was a bald dude, it'd be like me on steroids. There's the dude with the, that's bald with all the <laughs> acne. What are you pointing fingers at me for? And what would happen or the dynamic, or if there was somebody overweight, somebody would be like, Oh, steroids. And I'd be like, she's got bigger arms than I do. If anybody's on gear, it's her, you know? And gear. what always happens is you take, so what happens is when you have a person that's throwing out the insults, and you turn it around on one of the innocent bystanders, it makes the person who threw out the initial insult look like just as big of an asshole yeah, as like I they am. started the whole like, thing. Yeah. yeah, like, whoa, why are you getting me involved? Oh, because of your friend. You know, and I said that a lot. And there's always, look, it's Wisconsin. There's always somebody who's bigger. And like I said, in today's day and age, with at, at my age, I would never at this point in my life take the same angle that I took when I did in my 20s. But I, I, it was all the time, and I was sick of it, and I was, I was angry about it, and, and I said it. And then there was times, like I said, I went, I'm not even going to repeat some of the things that I said. And it was never like, it, I, would, I would go into people's own body issues and stuff like that and say, like, you have your own body issues, and that's why you're pointing fingers at me. But I would dive pretty deep into You, you get creative with yeah. it, not just I would, a I would, I would scorch some people insult. really bad. One time I was bouncing at Route 15, and I had a girl say some stuff to me. And her um, boyfriend was you know, happy about that. No, I was, I was stocking <laughs> coolers. And this was a job I had trying to, um, yeah. Uh, you know, this was a job I had just trying to make some extra money. And she's like, oh, just, uh, and it was her and two guys and two girls. So, like, there was, like, you know, two couples and then, like, another girl. 
And she's like, so do the steroids help you stock the coolers for your bouncing job? And it was like one of the rudest fucking things I'd ever heard. And I said, excuse me? And she goes, you heard me. And I was like, I was just like stocking. And I heard it over the, I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, the steroids, do they help stocking coolers for your bouncer job? And I started off like, why would, why why the fuck would you say that to me? I'm like, I'm just here like trying to make some extra money, minding my own business, stocking coolers. You just walk up to the bar and that's, that's what you have to say to me, you know? And she's like, well, it's true, isn't it? You know, I'm like, we want to talk about the truth. When was the last time you got out of the shower and looked at yourself naked in the mirror and weren't disgusted with what you saw? And she fucking gave her the Vince McMahon. And she started like, I'm like, no, seriously. Look in the mirror. Seriously, when was the last time you looked at yourself naked and like actually liked the way you look? And one of her friends was like, okay, asshole, take it easy. I said, you shut the fuck up. I was minding my own business, stuck in the bar. Now your friends start, are you going to cry now? So you can dish it out, but you can't take it? I said, never. So when was the last time you looked at yourself? And like I said, I, uh, guys, make it known that I don't say this shit again. But he said, look, you're going to attack me like that? I would attack her back. And she, the dude next to her was like, oh, okay, asshole, you can fucking chill out a little bit. I said, who the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm her husband. I said, holy fuck. <laughs> I said, you're her husband? And she's like tearing up. And he's like, yeah, I'm her husband. And I'm like, this is your husband. And he's just going to sit there and let me talk to you like this. And he's not going to do a fucking thing. I said, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Holy. How does that that's, make that's you some feel? Scorched how does that make you feel that another man just dug on you like I did? And this is your husband. And he's not going to do a goddamn fucking thing. So not only are you miserable, but you got a piece of shit husband who won't stand up and defend you because the guy's a little bigger and will probably knock him out. I said, get the fuck out of here. All of you, leave now. And the bartenders are standing there like, uh, you know, like, holy fuck. Well, it's interesting. You know, you bring that up and uh, confrontation and uh, like friction, most people are incredibly bad with it. And I was. And I will either like freeze, like as like bystanders, they'll either like freeze up around it, or just completely get out of the situation. Very few people yeah. will uh, get involved when there's things like that going on. Yeah, that's true. And I will, and I will wrap it up by saying this. And I understand. Look, guys. Again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just reiterate the things that I said to people in my 20s and things like that. Um, I heard this so much. I got so tired of it that I just wasn't going to put up with it. And I don't deal with it anymore. And even with where I'm at maturity-wise right now, if I heard the same things in today's day and age, I wouldn't have the same comebacks. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, we, we, we go back to like these Karens and the body shaming and being rude and all this crazy stuff that they'll say to people in public is people get, people get into a comfort zone of saying mean things to other people. And if this woman was going to walk into a bar and say just really rude, mean things to a guy who was just working behind a bar, like not like being rude or whatever, that's the same type of person that will go out and be mean to a waiter, will be mean mm-hmm. to a cashier mm-hmm. at a store, will be rude to people in general. And I don't like people who are bullies. And the one thing about being a bigger individual, and I've been a bigger individual since my early 20s, is you can bully the bullies and they can't do anything back. So I have said some really mean stuff to people, and I have gone to places I, I wouldn't right now, but never throughout any point did I ever just attack somebody for no reason. 
Never right. would I and, I, and I wouldn't even go after somebody. Look, if somebody just was like, oh, you know, steroids are like, oh, oh, that's not all natural. You know, I would ignore it. It took somebody going out of their way like that girl, mm-hmm. you know, does, do the steroids help with your little bouncing job? Like how, like, why would you, like, why do that to another yeah. human being? And so I always, you know, part of me justifying that was this is the same type of person who will do that to other people who Quinn, as you pointed out, aren't good at handling confrontation. And I was. So one thing that I that I I still do to this very day, just in a much less scorched earth type fashion, is I don't let bullies bully other people. And if somebody tries to say stupid things to me still, which is very rare, I don't deal with it. And uh, I think if more people stood up in general to people who are bullies, um, we'd have a lot less of that. There's and sometimes, a, sometimes there was a lot with less a, bullies back in the day. Sometimes honestly. bullies need to know what it feels like to have somebody really just yeah. go after them. And yes, there's, that's there's, what it is. there's times that I did that. Look, and like I said, this, this girl that was in the bar, she started crying right there in the middle of the bar. I'm like, well, this is, bet this isn't how you plan on your Saturday night going, was yeah. it? Well, you know? the great Saturday, it's always had something to swim, some asshole. Yeah, no, and who, and who do you, how do you get, how do you, how can she be mad at anybody? Well, what mm-hmm. an asshole. Well, what did you say? Look at how rude. Well, you, you know said she was. changed that story. What did the snake story? do? Were you fucking with yeah. it? Were you hitting it <laughs> with a <laughs> stick? What did the snake do? But uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, you t- you take uh, David Bay in the the mid two thousands, early even oak, the late two thousands. You take the oak and uh, you 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 <laughs> poke the stick now. enough, and you know sooner or later I was going to bite. You keep casually, fucking casually. with its branches; <laughs> it's going to get you. But like I said, I, I handle things much differently right now. A big part of right now too is that tree. is that you know now people would have that on camera. Oh, so fuck like, yeah. I don't know if that'd be a good or a bad thing. We could thing. have been showing like, I could be, I could have people go viral like, oh, shit, he slapped him in the face with his hat, yeah. you know? Or oh, they shit. would, yeah. I just want to just, I just want to say, Dave, you know, I'm, my face still hurts from you slapping me with that hat. <laughs> How about his foot? Uh, you were all right. You <laughs> the had a foot, I on. at least had a helmet. The hat, <laughs> I was just out and about. It wasn't Andrew. <laughs> it wasn't me. But, but it, but it could have been. been. No, it couldn't have been. You <laughs> shut up a bitch. Never would have done it. So there we have it. Another great there episode in it. the books. So stand up to your bullies. They probably don't have a thought past that first insult. Oh, Quinn, what else should the, our viewers do or listeners? I want everybody out there to like, comment, subscribe, bang that bell. Check out the links Diamond Dave is going to set up. If you got any questions, it's all in the description. He'll put it there. Boom. So again, for Diamond Dave, the Oak. Don't let him fool you with that other name. It's the Oak. Mason Quinn, the answer. Good night now. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom.